Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 54 Chemistry, Beware the Creeper, and Judgment Day. Hello, chums. It is, it is the end of the line for us. Here. We did it. All the Batmans. Yes. I mean, there's still movies, and mm-hmm. Batman certainly doesn't go away. All the singular Batmans. He will be. He will have his own spinoff. Mm-hmm. He will be appearing uh, several times in the next series we're doing, and then he's part of a team. So yeah, that's, yep. we're we're nowhere near done with Batman. <laughs> but uh, goodbye, Batgirl and Nightwing and Robin. Yeah, the whole Bat family. That uh, because some incredibly forgettable show mm-hmm. was on at the time, uh, they were not allowed to use. So this is the end for most of the supporting cast. I can never remember if it was Beware the Batman or The Batman. No, it's The Batman. Whichever one it is, The Batman. It was mm-hmm. not worth losing all of these cast members. No, if it was The Brave and the Bold, it's like, okay, that show, 10, 15, 20 years on, however long it's been now, is now a classic, 15 years on. But The Batman, I'm sure people liked it, but it's not nearly as highly regarded as the others. This is the one with the weird, like, gorilla joker with the dreadlocks? I think so. As I recall, Batman had a bit of a vampire energy. Like, I don't think he was textually a vampire, Mm -hmm. but they made him... Sort of vampire-y. I also could be completely remembering wrong. Mm-hmm. I remember the Batmobile had, like, underlighting, which mm. at the time I thought was stupid and now think is the coolest thing ever. Okay. As I get older, I like it more when things glow in the dark, it turns out. All right. Well, you're just gradually moving to a time when Joel Schumacher's vision is just completely, like, acceptable to you. I think I'm okay with that at this point in my life. Yeah, no, I think I'm I'm doing it's, that as well, time. not as much as you are, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think we gave him an unfair shake. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, dude did make some okay movies, mm-hmm. so, you know. I will never like Chris O'Donnell as Robin, but uh, that's his own problem. Yeah, and Alicia Silverstone's just there because she was the pretty one at the time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. probably maybe not the best acting choice, but yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I remember Uma Thurman being great. Yeah, Uma Thurman is very great. V- I, George Clooney is a good choice for Batman. He always has been. Yeah, but, you know. Mm-hmm. He won't acknowledge that he did it now. It's like Tommy Lee Jones. It's like, if you ask me, I'd be like, yeah, those those are great. That's great casting. Good work. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would have been terrible at it, but I still wanted Billy D. Williams to be Two-Face. Oh, that would have been so good. Oh, uh, we should do one of these. We're not going to, but mm-hmm. we should do one of these about those movies. Uh, yes, we should. Because I believe we both have quite a lot of opinions about Oh, them. yeah. And a very different experience, much like the series. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that that uh, that 89 movie was, like, I was caught right in the crosshairs of that marketing mm-hmm. shitstorm. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's, very, it's weird because I was, I was there, too, but I was young enough that I couldn't actually, see, like, the, the movie was too violent for me to see. Right. It was this weird feeling of, like, wait, there's a Batman movie, but I can't go to it. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's been your experience through quite a lot of the series. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you know, we've reached the point where your mom said no more, and yep. that's it. You have no further memories of seeing it. Because mm-hmm. apparently your mom, very good at enforcing rules. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was very good at obeying them. Yeah. It's fine. I spent a lot of time those years playing Super Nintendo. Well, I mean, you know, you're not into that anymore, I guess. So you know. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> so you tweeting the other day about spending thousands of dollars on recapturing your youth there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Not even on Super Nintendo games, on stuff based around it. I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm the same way. But uh, give me those we... Mario cards with the scratch off uh, oh boy. things. Ugh. You know, you could just buy lottery tickets, right? Yeah, but those are those are boring, and you don't. And wait, no, you do win stuff. You don't win anything from a 1980s Mario lottery ticket. Yeah, I doubt if you sent your scratch off ticket to Howard and Nestor. <laughs> Is that who runs Nintendo? I it have must no be. Idea. It's either that or, or um, oh, I can't think of his name. The Japanese fellow who invented Donkey Kong and Mario and everything oh, else. Oh, God. Uh, Why am I drawing a blank? Why am I, I also his name. drawing a blank? Yeah. Did his name guy. get erased from history and we just found out about it now? I mean, we wouldn't know because it's been erased from history. It's a we- very small, specific rapture. 
Uh, but we should we should move on. We have three episodes to cover this time. Yeah, we do. Instead of our usual two. And uh, boy, boy, is it a real mixed bag. Uh-huh. What a way for I the had, series to go out. I I usually watch these right at the last minute. These mm-hmm. I watched days ago, and I have no worries that I will confuse one for the other because they're all very different mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. own way. So let me start out and tell you what happens in chemistry. What a great title. Uh. <laughs> Tells you everything you need to know. Bruce is attending the wedding of Veronica Vreeland, which I'm positive is a thing he's done at least once before. Okay, Veronica herself just copped to this being her fourth wedding, so I'm not crazy. Well, I am, but not about this. I kind of get why he's here, what with being a high society type and having to rub appendages with the other high society types. I almost get why Barbara came as well. I completely don't get why Tim is here, but I'm glad he is, because watching him smash an entire cake into his tiny little face is every bit as entertaining as you think it is. Bruce immediately hits it off with a woman called Susan. Well, of course he does. Always meeting beautiful ladies, then immediately deciding to give up being Batman to marry them. Wait, what? Yeah, no, that actually happens. There's a whole wedding. Not a cop-out cliffhanger, Marsha Queen of Diamonds one either. An actual wedding with a reception, which is interrupted by a frantic emergency call from Veronica Vreeland. Look, I think she's great. I I think it's great that she's still here. Uh, Spoiler for a couple of minutes from now, that's actually my good thing. But is Bruce Wayne really the first person she'd call when something went wrong at home? I mean, she did, so I guess she would. Turns out her new hubby is abusive. Also, he appears to be made of plants. And he burns her house down. This all sounds pretty serious. Too bad Batman's retired. Oh well. So Bruce goes on his honeymoon cruise with Susan and a bunch of other recently married rich people in Gotham. And everyone's new spouse ends up being a plant. Yeah, I don't mean like a secret government agent. I mean a literal plant. Apparently Poison Ivy. Yeah, it was Poison Ivy behind all of this if you haven't worked that out yet. Apparently Poison Ivy's gotten so good at making fake people out of plants that they've moved beyond passing as human in social situations. Now they clearly fuck. And do so in such a convincingly human-esque way that it even fools the world's greatest detective. A guy who has also had sex with a lot of humans, I think. Seriously, Pam. Flawless, lifelike, vegan sex dolls would make you so much more money than yet another dumb scheme to take rich people's money by toying with their affections. And you could do it all completely legit. Anyway, then the kids show up and rescue Bruce, and the three of them proceed to literally melt all of these sentient beings into piles of inanimate goo. What a fun show for children! I, I, I do respect the idea of Pam going, well, I don't want I don't want to waste my great uh, my great vegan sex dolls on rich people. I want to fuck with rich people like they're sex dolls that fall in love with you. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're the whole package. Mm-hmm. And then they grow uh, and then they grow uh, chest grass. I mean, all right. A problem I, I myself know. have had to deal with occasionally. Yeah, I mean, look, make it uh, make it like chest weed and you've mm-hmm. got a whole extra like a whole new market there. Oh, yeah. The people will love her. Or, or like some, just some like uh, uh, vegetables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just lying there postcoitally and reach over for some, from like chest charcuterie. Yeah, some celery, some carrots. Mm. Sounds amazing. Yeah, little dip in the navel. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely nothing wrong with that. <laughs> No, it's, I mean, clearly, like, and, and they address this, mm-hmm. that Bruce is under the influence of, you know, uh, Ivy's, like, um, uh, pheromone mm-hmm. stuff or whatever, but only at the beginning. Yeah, then I like that it's only at first. Then he completely falls in love with this mm-hmm. plant lady who's apparently alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? V- very, very much alive, too. <laughs> that... And we've dealt with this before with Clayface's little, mm-hmm. little goblins. Like, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess creating life for these people is just not that big of a deal. Really easy. I guess so. I don't know what I don't know why everyone gives God such a like ooh, <laughs> playing God. Yeah, so what? There's no Anyone place can for play God apparently. There's no place for God in the DC universe. Well, I mean there are gods. We used to have God, but Darkseid killed him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Use the anti-god equation. Yeah, exactly. Mhm. Uh, but uh, but this whole like murdering them thing is is this not your bad thing? The 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 bit where the bit on the boat where uh where uh cheerful little twelve year old Tim Tim Drake shows up and starts mm-hmm. spraying sentient plant people with weed killer and watching mm-hmm. them melt into puddles of uh pine scented goo. Oh yeah, and it's like it's it's horrifying. Like they th- their eyes hollow out, and s- like smoky, steamy type stuff starts coming out of them, and they scream. The guy, the the, the guy screaming as he melts, just like ah. Yep. <laughs> 
while Tim makes puns. And this is your bad thing. Mm-hmm. This would be my good thing if I if I didn't already claim uh, Veronica Vreeland. Yeah, but, you know what? Uh, I've come around on it. I, like, yeah, it's terrible, but also, I don't know. Kids WB will let you do anything, man. <laughs> I've been saying that all along. Kids WB loves murder. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Is that the supplemental podcast about yep. this podcast? <laughs> Just spraying some dude with acid. Whee! Yep. Plants to meet you, buddy. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Plants to meet you. You're a comedy writer. What's wrong with you? You could do better than that. Plants to meet you is perfect. It's really not. Mm -hmm. That's fine. The way stuff's written now, I'll just have one of the other characters turn to him and go, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. And then that'll be a joke, too. How are you? I am Vine. See, there you go. Damn, that is good. That was was right off the top of my head, too. Mm. I'm I'm brilliant, you (laughs) see. That's why we're an incredible comedy team to which I contribute nothing. Uh, that's not true at all. <laughs> Usually I come up with the shitty thing and then you punch <laughs> it up. Sometimes it just goes the other way is all. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, yeah, it's horrifying. Honestly, I think that was my big problem with this episode is we didn't get like, this is clearly a huge deal for Bruce. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we, the audience know something's up. Mm-hmm. He's not really getting married and quitting being Batman. Come on. But I don't know if we'd lived in it more, if we'd been more convinced that she's real, Mm -hmm. but it all just moves so quickly to get to the fight stuff. Yeah. uh, You know, and so because of that, I never was all that invested in them being alive because we never really hung out with them Mm. that much. You know, how how good would this be if you actually like he's bringing her down to the cave and just like, well, we're married. I need to tell you something. Yes. But Ivy never finds out. No. You could you could keep it like you don't have to do that bend over backwards to to make sure, you know, because she's not telling Ivy everything. She mm-hmm. just works for Ivy. Well, I mean, and also, as far as we know, at this point, Ivy's dead. Uh, OK, but like, we know she's not. Well, yeah, like I can't think of when she shows up again. I assume she does. No, what I'm saying is as like the writing team for this show, mm-hmm. anytime a character finds out Bruce is Batman, mm-hmm. you have to worry about, OK, by the t- by the end of the episode, who still knows? Yeah. You, you just have to deal with that. You have to make sure she hasn't told Ivy or else mm. you still have that out there. Mm. And, and she wouldn't. That's so. still a pretty easy uh, uh, fix. Right. Exactly. But actually, this uh, the, the, the moment we do get where she is a little charming when they first meet mm-hmm. is actually my quote. Oh, yeah. Which is uh, at the wedding when um, Bruce catches the, uh, the the garter, which I forgot was a thing. I've been to like three weddings and one of them was yours. Uh-huh. Like, I don't I don't know much about this. Uh, I don't think we did any of this crap at my wedding either. I do not remember. I had a good time. I don't remember, like, interminable. Like, if you did that stuff, it was off to the side where it didn't affect me. So, Mm -hmm. good job. I mean, I was also pretty drunk at the time, so. (laughs) You were drunk at the reception. I'm talking about the wedding. Oh, the actual wedding, yeah. Yeah. But uh, they they, uh, toss out the garter and they toss out the... um, The uh, other uh, thing. Bouquet. Yeah. And then they take pictures with the two of them together, and and uh, Bruce is holding the garter, and and his uh, bride to be says this, which I thought was great, <laughs> very good. And and, and sir, uh, could you hold that garter just a little bit higher? I hate these things. Me too, and with pantyhose, who needs them anymore? Uh, like again, kids, WB let you mm-hmm. do anything. <laughs> I'm watching it, it's like this cartoon just say panties. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but mm-hmm. uh, let them imply that he wears them. Mm-hmm. Men don't wear that. What? <laughs> what a crazy know. show. Yeah. No, I just I continue to be impressed with how much they let them get away with. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was cute. And actually, um, uh, she was played by Linda Hamilton. Ah, yes. Terminator's was- own Linda Hamilton. She'll show up again. She's uh, she's in a Batman Beyond episode as well. Oh, not no at this, kidding. Not as this character as somebody else, but uh, but yeah. So that's pretty cool. But mm-hmm. uh, she was she was her good thing, no? Oh yeah, I love her. Okay. Uh, the part I'm I'm referring to specifically is when she turns into a monster at the end because I'm all for a creepy uh, tentacle reveal. What? I know it's entirely the in my wheelhouse. Uh, first, no, I'm hearing of this. No, the um, the vines cut like just stretching out from underneath her her dress while she's like, "I'm your wife, mm-hmm. Bruce." Mm-hmm. It's just I'm like, oh, that's very good. Yeah, you know, I I I get that you're into that. Like that horror stuff's your jam. Mm-hmm. I it's mm-hmm, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We've done this before. Is the thing we've done oh, sure things very like this. Like th- this episode didn't really show me anything new. Mm-hmm. And that's that was my biggest problem with it. And also, 
for something so fundamentally important to this character, I just didn't buy that he was in love, really. You know, it just... Well, I mean, we're at so, a point where, like, it's like, oh, come on, you're Batman. Like, we all know how this is supposed to go. Yeah, he's he's got a couple of people that he would do something stupid for, mm-hmm. like Catwoman or Talia. But, like, mostly, he's focused on his work at this point, mm-hmm. you know? I do like the, the idea that it's like, no, I'm actually in love. I was really, like, you know, I think... The the line where he's like the the death of my parents is still uh, like it's a big deal, yes. but like it doesn't hang over me as much anymore. And Tim goes, "That's because you're happy, right?" I'm like, "No, it's a that's what I wanted to live in." Dude. Yeah, there's so many interesting character things that they don't really explore. There's the, that scene is great where yeah. he's got he's got Barbara and Dick and Tim in the cave, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Uh." This crusade doesn't end. I'm, I always knew I would hand it off to you kids, and now I'm doing that. And yeah. that could have been such, like it was pretty good, mm-hmm. but that could have been such a huge moment. You oh, know, yeah. like of course it's a fake out. Of course we all know we're setting back to zero at the end, but we could have lived in it for more than that thirty mm-hmm. seconds or whatever. You know, that's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, like there's there wasn't enough character stuff. They they were they were too busy getting to the you know a fight on a boat. Yeah, haven't seen one of those in what a week. <laughs> It was fine. The The fight with the plant guys was good. It's just, you know, like when you put the action over the characters, it's it's less good. And the show usually doesn't do that. There there was something in this one about Poison Ivy pulling up on a speedboat <laughs> and I'm just, where I'm just like, I don't get what this. Sh- this shouldn't bother me like it does, but it it's very strange. Oh, like she like I'm watching. I'm like, shouldn't she just be rising out of the ocean on like her like seaweed or whatever? But no, we get this shot of her pulling up in a speedboat mm. with Cactus Man next to her. I mean, there are plants in the ocean, but I don't think there's enough plants in the ocean for her to like have a clear path to the, you know, to where a cruise ship would mm-hmm. be. <laughs> just plants her way over. Yeah. It's I don't not know. Like she's, the ocean's like, pretty planty. Yeah, but not like, you know, I, I think. And I don't know. I don't know shit about mm-hmm. anything. But I think it's like the surface. I think it's like there are there are forested areas and there are areas where there isn't anything. Mm. So I like, I don't know. I make a point of staying out of the ocean. Yes, I, you, you you hate the ocean. I mm-hmm. understand. It has a magnificent power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as I mentioned, my good thing mm-hmm. is I like Veronica Vreeland. I like that she's still kicking around. There's there's nothing to this character. She's just Bruce's rich vapid friend but mm-hmm. i like i like that this show has built this like reliable cast of extended regulars mm-hmm. like you know of course we got like jim and and you know harvey bullock and all that but it's also you know when you want to hang out with the rich people there are a handful of named characters yeah which i like and veronica's been around this whole time and it's it's kind of nice how how good would it be if like when she call, he he's talking to her later, and he's like, "So why did you call me of all people to come help you?" And she's like, "Well, because you're Batman, obviously." <laughs> I thought you were gonna say because we're best friends. And it's like, look, we've been hanging out for a long time now. I've seen how many times you skip out on dates whenever yeah, you, the bat signal yeah. appears in the sky. I'm not stupid. How many times have I been to Stately Wayne Manor for some kind of a fundraiser, and you just duck into your study, and then I poke my head in there, and you're gone? Mm-hmm. Like, where did you go? There's no other exit from the study. Where did you go? Yeah, look, I'm not going to tell anybody you're Batman because you're Batman, yeah. but you're clearly but Batman. But I'm going to use that knowledge and your phone number to mm-hmm. get help when I need it. Yeah, when it turns out that my husband is a cactus, I need you to show up to kick the shit out of him. See, now, that if they'd gone fair. the other way, if they'd gone the other way and, and like, embraced that mm-hmm. and called it my husband is a cactus exclamation point... <laughs> That would have been great. Uh, my husband was a teenage cactus. No, I'm not a teen. Come on. Mm-hmm. Veronica's got to be 30 at least, probably 40. Mm-hmm. She's not marrying a teenager. No, don't be gross. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just, I love the fucking, when he, the, when he shows up at Ivy, uh, Ivy's lab and she's, what the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, well, this could be an issue. And he pulls mm-hmm. his shirt open and there's just all this moss on his chest. Yep. And she's like, oh, and he's like, Yeah. Uh, mother, why did you make me like this? <laughs> uh, I hadn't planned on the moss showing up yet. It was going to show up eventually, but... Yeah, that was that was phase three, though. Come on. Then he pulls off his gross skin mask, and Tim mm-hmm. throws up. <laughs> I don't know, I'm kind of coming around on this stupid episode. The thing is, again, if they'd embraced the stupid, mm-hmm. if it had been more like Critters, mm-hmm. and less, like, or... 
or if they didn't if they explored the serious like either either way but i feel like they they didn't really pick a side mm-hmm. i did speaking of that moment where tim throws up there's a there's a great it's like a it's like a half second just flare of animation where barbara's just like oh honey <laughs> It's it's sweet. She's she's very supportive. Oh, she's like you, you get it out of your system, and then we'll go punch the bad guys. Okay. Come on, Tim. You want some soda crackers? <laughs> I Put think your I tights need... on. We're at grandma's. <laughs> I think I need some. I think I need some Seven Up. Mm-hmm. Very good. I I also love I love Pam just sauntering onto the boat too. Well, Pam has done. Th- that's another thing I didn't love about this is like she's done this plot a lot. Where it's like, I'm going to make rich people fall mm-hmm. in love to some degree, either with me or with, you know, mm-hmm. like proxies, and then take all their money. Like, Pam, get a new bit. Listen, sweetie, I know two things, plants and fucking with rich people, and I'm real good at both. And look, I'm all for both of those things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not that interesting to watch when it's just a slight variation on the, you know. I just, like, when she's like, okay, everybody, listen up. Okay, so how this is going to go down is you're all going to die. Your plant spouses are going to go back to the mainland with me, and then they're all going to inherit your money. All right? So form an orderly line, and let's do this. Yeah. Put them in your will, and mm-hmm. then they will put me in their will, and then then I will own everything. Plant people are like, well, so, like, what? We die, too? Yes, of a plant-related illness that I built into all of you. Well, this mm-hmm. is the first we're hearing of it. Look, either that or uh, Robin will show up with this canister on his back. Which would you One prefer? Of... Yeah. Uh, my bad thing. Mm-hmm. Is Bruce when he finally does realize late, very late in the episode mm-hmm. that uh, his his bride is a plant, uh-huh. and exclaiming, "Poison Ivy is responsible!" <laughs> like the world's four billionth worst detective. <laughs> Someone seen the Joker? Just like, ugh, mm. what's wrong with you? Plant-related crimes. Who could this be? Mm. Well, it's obviously the Mad Hatter. <laughs> I mean, it's often the Mad Hatter. But... Penguin could really throw him off if he just got into plants for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. He'll never find me now. <laughs> that doesn't sound much like the penguin. Well, it's hard to do the penguin. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, you could do Burgess Meredith. Oh, uh, yeah, like this version of the penguin, my dear. Yeah. Soon we will go to the opera. You know, John Hodgman would be a good penguin. Oh, not not maybe physically, penguin. but voice-wise. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about that. Uh, what else? Uh, what else? Let's have a look at the old notes. That is about all that I have. I like the mad guys robbing the pawn shop who are like, why isn't there any money in this crappy pawn shop? <laughs> oh, when Bruce is like lovesick and distracted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tim's like, there were four guys. Batman. Like, oh. <laughs> Someone's getting the jump. But look, you've only been training me for like a month and I got to tell you how this works. Uh, what else? I like Bru- I like uh, Bruce dramatically throwing his wedding ring into the sea mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, just like, "Well, that's it for love." From whence you came. Now you can all say you can all say I tried being in love one time and I didn't like it. Okay, we can get back to fighting crime now. Catwoman's like one time, <laughs> one time. <laughs> okay, anything else? Uh, no. You ready to beware the cre- ah, creeper? Cre- I can't. I can't read that <laughs> I, word. I'm sorry. I, I knew it was coming. Yeah. Ready to beware the creeper? Mm-hmm. All right. So Bruce Wayne takes a rare night off to watch himself on television, specifically in a documentary recorded by local Not Summer Gleason news guy Jack Ryder about the seventh anniversary of the Joker by touring Ace Chemicals, where he was born, which is about the stupidest thing that you could do in Gotham City. God, can you imagine if the Joker existed in real life, how many shitty TV shows, specials, and books would be about him? Probably only slightly more than there are now. Anyway, Joker and Harley inevitably show up to murder everyone, and then Joker tosses Jack into the same chemicals that he fell into. And then he does it again. And then he does it four more times. And he also doses him with Joker gas, and carves a big smile on his face, and throws him into the chemicals again. He buys him tickets to the Oscar award-winning 2019 film Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix as the titular Joker. And then he whispers lyrics to the song The Joker by the Steve Miller Band into his mouth. Following that, he's flushed out to sea by the Ace Chemical drainage system, which goes directly into Gotham Bay, which you would think would leave the area swarming with Jokerfish. Anyway, this turns Jack Ryder into the Creeper, basically a yellow freakazoid in a feather boa, which is a unique visual to say the least. 
Creeper swears giggling vengeance on Joker and tracks his Three Stooges-esque goons to a nearby bar, where he beats the shit out of them. Then Harley shows up, fresh from another failed attempt to fuck Joker, and Creeper falls madly in love with her, which, look, I get, buddy, I've been there, but it's no, excuse, it's no excuse to go full-on Le Pew on the poor lady. So Creeper chases her around like a, well, he picked the name well, so. And then Harley drops a statue on him. At this point, Batman and Robin finally show up to, to beat everybody up, and then there's an extended car chase that ends at the junkyard where with Joker arrested and Creeper passed out on Harley's chest like Joss Whedon's favorite joke. And fifth favorite way of demeaning women. Back at Ryder's place, Batman is able to cure the Creeper by an administration of anti-Joker formula. And then he does it again. And then he does it four more times. And also doses him with anti-Joker gas. And carves a big frown on his face. And, does him, and doses him with anti-Joker formula again. And buys him tickets to 2004's hit movie Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, starring Will Ferrell. And whispers a poem about news into his mouth. Which at least get, lets him get rid of the feather boa. Whispering a poem into his mouth. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh, but it does. So, okay, are you familiar with the Creeper from the comic? I know he's a t Steve Ditko character. Mm -hmm. I know this because everything in the background said Ditko exclamation yep. point about 60 times. Listen, I appreciate the shout out, even if Dick Steve Ditko kind of was a shitty dude. No, um, and honestly, it only said it once. It's nah. just, you know. But, like, I always enjoy that kind of... They did the same thing yeah. with uh, the, the Demon episode, where it's like, hey, did yeah. you hear about Jack Kirby? And you, yeah, Al, like, no, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be clear, I, I don't dislike Jack Kirby or Steve Ditko's work. I just... It, there's certain comics fans who think you've never heard of them mm -hmm. and think they're helping you by telling you about them. And I, I've, I've heard the good news, uh -huh. okay? <laughs> All right? You got me at Thanksgiving. Um... <laughs> But uh, you're, you're obviously more familiar with the comics, as you know. Oh, yeah. As is your role on this podcast. Uh, is the Creeper's origin related to the Joker, or is that a new thing to this? I think it's a new thing to this. I have never read a, okay. I have read one Creeper comic in my entire life. Uh, he huh. showed up in an issue of Blue Devil. I thought he was in all that 70s stuff that you like. Yeah, I don't know. This is just one of those like weird gaps I have in my like. Like, didn't he show up in the Denny O'Neill era, I want to say? Possibly. Like, I just, I don't know. Then? Like, I don't no? think the okay. character is very popular because he's mm. weird. Yeah, but that never stopped them. Mm -hmm. There I just, are a like, handful of characters that pop up a lot that nobody particularly cares Like, for. Like, definite shout out to Steve Ditko for whatever the fuck this is. Like, a I guy know, I, in his underwear. I really enjoyed this episode. Oh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But, like, this is... Like, this is a real odd choice. I don't know. We're getting near the end. And again, whether it was in the... Like, I, I just wanted to know if he was originally tied into the Joker. Because what I like mm -hmm. is when Batman has similar guys. And rather than saying, oh, these guys are similar because mm -hmm. we're running out of ideas. You just sort of make it part of the text and say, no, no, no. He's like the Joker because, like, he fell into Joker chemicals. Mm -hmm. Like, he... He's turned into kind of a half-assed Joker, but he's a he's a different guy, and also he was under the influence of the of the Joker gas. So like, different shit happened, but he's basically the same thing. Yeah, according and, to uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, mm -hmm. he gained the ability to transform into the Creeper thanks to experimental mm -hmm. science developed by Doctor Yats. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Just no, some kind of generic sort of silver yeah. edgy, whatever. So like making him like a, wow, he's from nineteen eighty seven. Wait, that no, can't that can't be right. be right. No, never mind. No. I was reading that wrong. 68, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, no, but like the idea of looking at him and be like, this guy looks a lot like the Joker. Let's just tie him into the Joker. Yeah. No, yeah. and this is this effectively is my good thing. We've pointed out over and over again that the Joker's main thing has been picking one guy and just fucking with him. Mm -hmm. The tables are turned, <laughs> my friend. Oh, man, is this what this was like? I and suck. I love it. He hates it so mm -hmm. much. This guy's more Joker than the Joker. Uh -huh. He won't leave him alone, and uh, he hate. I, it's just, it's a delight. It's such a great payoff to the way the Joker's operated this whole time. Yep. And I think this character in his shtick would wear thin on me, except the dialogue is suitably manic. The way mm -hmm. it's written is just very rapid fire, very, like, I really enjoyed the, mm -hmm. the rhythm of it. The performer really sells it. And again, the Joker being pissed off at him <laughs> is just exquisite to me. Batman, please, this guy's exhausting. Yep. Oh, oh, is he? Really? <laughs> you don't like it, huh? No, it's very annoying. <laughs> Take you don't me back see, to Arkham. Uh, you don't see anything uh, anything there you should maybe think about, huh, Joker? No, why would I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
No, I just I I like that that's their their angle on this. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, let's bring in this character that isn't particularly popular, but we'll do it to give the Joker someone other than Batman as a foil. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's very good. Yes. That's that's where the money like the creeper is incidental. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's the way the Joker reacts to him is what I like. Yeah. So good. Uh, I don't even hate. I mean, you do, and this is a this is a careful conversation mm-hmm. to have. But this is your bad thing. Yeah, um, a good chunk of this episode is just the creeper trying to fuck Harley, and it's I find it very unpleasant. Okay, I am. First of all, I'm a dude. Mm-hmm. I'm a white dude, and I am not going to tell anyone you shouldn't be offended or this isn't offensive because that's that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. My understanding of these situations, and I could be entirely wrong, is Harley always has the power, so that makes it okay. That's why it didn't bother me anyway. As we get towards the end, and she's just like, knock it off! Yeah, that's the thing. She's never, she's never, like, victimized. Mm -hmm. It's never, like, what the Joker does to her. It's always, like, she can very easily just sort of palm his face and shove. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what he's doing, she always has the upper hand. She can always clown hammer him or kick him in the nuts or whatever. Drop and a so, statue like, on him. Yeah. And every single time. And so because of that, and again, maybe I'm misreading it and I would love to hear from people if if I need to rethink this. Mm. But the reason it doesn't come off as, as skeevy to me is because she's mostly just annoyed. Like, it's never it never crosses that line. Now, it just feels like towards the when she's just exhausted with the whole thing. Yeah, that's what makes it funny to me. Because mm. she's never, again, it's never like what the Joker does to her. Uh-huh. She's never scared. Yeah. She's never in a position where she's being threatened. She's just like, go away. <laughs> also, again, this guy's basically the Joker. Isn't this what you want? No. No, this guy's gross for reasons I can't figure out. Is it the feather boa? Because I think he rocks that thing. Oh, obviously. yeah, definitely. It might be the underwear. Just running around in his underwear. I think if I had to choose, like, a, a you know, one single character that completely shines in this episode, mm-hmm. it is the shop girl that helps him put that outfit together. Oh, yeah. Well, let's just roll straight into my quote. Oh, very well. What do you got? With the, with the best character to ever show up in the series, possibly. Oh, I don't know about that, but definitely in this mm. episode. Any suggestions? With your coloring, I'd go green. Gotcha. Too much? Not for you, baby. Yes, that was fantastic. She's I just love. This, she's dude. sort of this Daria type, just this sort oh, yeah. of like deadpan. And she, you know, she doesn't care. She's mm-hmm. She lives in Gotham. She's seen this shit. She's getting paid. Who cares? Oh, God. <laughs> Another mutating dude running into the pl- into the place to put to slap a costume together. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. Mm-hmm. How does it look? <laughs> But the thing is, while she seems unenthusiastic, I feel like there's a part of her that's into it. Mm-hmm. Like, she's she's got it figured out. Okay, with your coloring, you need to wear this and this and this. And don't wear this. And uh, also for, like, uh, practicality's sake, don't wear a cape. I know you think they look cool, but they'll get caught in things. Like, you know what I mean? She seems she seems like she's she knows what mm-hmm. she's doing. I Listen, like it. The only thing less practical than a cape is a giant feather boa tied around your neck. Uh, I think, see, I think he gets the cape effect, but mm-hmm. also he can toss the thing off when necessary. That's true. It's like, honestly he, he gets, like... He gets it flapping in the breeze, but it's not attached to him. Yeah, if he wants to perch on a gargoyle for five seconds before he gets yeah. distracted by something. Mm-hmm. Now, I I am uh, completely unfamiliar with Freakazoid. You did make a reference to mm-hmm. it, and I, I have heard lots of people compare this version of the Creeper to that show. In fact, I don't know if you looked at the DC Wiki. Oh, this, yeah, I saw though. this, yeah. Yeah, Bruce Tim apparently was involved in the early planning stages of mm. that, and they went in a different direction. So he kind of took some of his concepts and used them here. It's it's very um, the first of all, the look is very similar. Like he kind of looks like a like a yellow mm-hmm. uh, freakazoid. Okay, and the way he sort of chatters to himself constantly, it's it's very similar. Yeah. I haven't watched Freakazoid in about twenty years, but from what I remember. Uh, it was very, it's very similar sort of take on the character, you know. I I think by this stage I was kind of over 
uh, Warner Brothers like uh, comedy stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, Tiny Toons was fine. Animaniacs had its moments, but like I, it wasn't enough to draw me in. So sure. I just I never saw it. So. Now I was into that shit for another couple of years. Yeah, you were also the target age for that. Mm-hmm. You would have been like ten or twelve or something when that came out. Yep. Whereas I would have been in my twenties. It's like oh crap. You combine WB cartoons with WB uh, DC car- uh, cartoons. Yeah, you really nailed and, me. And also referencing more or less modern things that I might recognize mm-hmm. instead of, you know, movies from the 40s like Yogg's Bunny's always doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, speaking of old references, mm-hmm. well, this is my bad thing. Sure. It's good to hear Billy West getting work, but the Three Stooges, I'm sorry. I just don't think they're funny. His, um... His impressions of the Three Stooges aren't that great either, if we're being honest. I think they're fine, but the thing is, he's well regarded for his, like, he he thinks they're amazing, so I assume other people probably do. Uh-huh. But that's his, that's one of his go-tos. Like, I'm sure he worked it in the Futurama, he works it, you know, like, he, he loves doing the Three Stooges. I mean, everyone can do a Three Stooges impression, and that... The one I l- heard on this show was at least as good as every other person I've ever he- heard do a Three I, Stooges I believe, I believe he did all three of them, though. I could be mistaken on that. No, they all, he, he did all three of them. Yeah. But it's just like, so, yeah, no, I can do a high voice, I, a low voice, and a middle voice, too. I, I bet you can't do a Larry. I think I will give it, at least give Billy West credit for that. All right, that's fair. That's a weirdly specific, not really comedy voice. That's just the guy's voice. Mm-hmm. Like, the other two are just, you know. The, the angry guy and the, you know, the high-voiced idiot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just, I, 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 I res- my friend, the high-voiced idiot. Mm-hmm. He sometimes <laughs> acts like a dog, I think? Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know, I'm not a big uh, Stooges fan either. Yeah, I, I wish I was, honestly. Like, just because I like so much old classic mm-hmm. movies and classic comedy, I just, I could never get into them. It's too much, too much slapstick. I like some slapstick, but I also mm-hmm. like some, you know. It's like, okay, so your entire uh, shtick is based around hitting each other with a wrench. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes we else? mess with this old lady. See, I can do it too. Yeah, but like, you know, the Marx Brothers would do that, but they'd mm-hmm. be like clever about it. There'd be a lot of good wordplay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was your good thing? Uh, I like the way the creeper moves. Like, mm-hmm. he, most of the time he crawl, like, he literally just crawls around, and he's got, like, that gorilla run where he uses his hands. Yep. Um, it's really cool. Makes the character look look unique. Um, like, he literally creeps around. I like it. Yeah. It's a he little... Like, s- oh, go ahead. He does, like, like big leaps and stuff. There's a there's a shot right when he gets transformed where he's sort of recovering. He does that, that, uh, that Peter Parker thing where he accidentally leaps 20 feet in the air when he's trying to get away from something. Well, that's what I was going to say. He's a bit Spider-Man, which mm-hmm. tracks because Ditko is the, the early defining Spider-Man guy. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Um, oh, we had some more of Harley. Uh, oh, this is your kids love Batman. It yeah. sure is. Just she uh, She's inside a giant pie. Uh-huh. And she says to the Joker, you want to try some of my pie? <laughs> That, that's what she says. It's not even, like, last week we talked about Rev Your Harley, which is pretty mm-hmm. racy, but this is just, like, what else could that mean? She uh-huh. doesn't literally mean the pie. We all know that. We're, like, it feels like the censors took the week off. No, it's the Kids WB. You could do anything. I told uh, you that. I guess. It's just, the, look, you're getting stuck on the kids in the name. Mm-hmm. I, no, Don't you're Don't worry about right. that. Just do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I picture, like, um... Don DeMillo being like, hey, hey, you want to you wanna have Harley say, uh, uh, you want some of my pie? Just put it in there. Put it in the cartoon. It's fine. <sighs> I love those Batman episodes. You want the girls? Put it in the girls. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, let's see. Oh, this is... I like your use of the word gunsel. Well, that they used it. Uh-huh. I just repeated it. This was on the message board we met on a million mm-hmm. billion years ago. One of the user type like when you first join your you know like a I, they were all like a noir sort of like uh, oh yeah uh, names and yeah, like your uh, rank based on how much you posted yeah so like between 500 and a thousand posts or something you're a gunsel oh wow yeah that takes me back no i just i just remember seeing that word and like oh of course gunsel that mm-hmm. word we all know uh-huh well they're like they're showing pictures of the joker back when he was just a gangster right it's like who knows who the joker is we think He's this guy in this photo. He was a gunsel. Like, mm-hmm. gunsel? 
Hansel and Gretel. Hansel? <laughs> Gunsel? Yeah. Um, we actually will be getting a little more into that next week. We'll yeah. cover Mask of the Phantasm. We will see the Joker pre-accident. Yeah, it's got that weird, like, almost Joker origin thing going on. Mm-hmm. And I might be remembering wrong, but uh, spoiler, I feel like the Joker stuff was sort of tacked onto that. But I mean, but we'll see. We'll it see. felt very much like we can't have a Batman movie without the Joker. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm remembering wrong. It's mm. been a few years. Um, but I like I like this. I like that they think it might have been him. Also, mm. the DC Wiki in one of their uh, actual useful moments points out uh, his name is not Jack Napier. It's just one of the names that he's kind of thrown out there. Yeah, I like that a lot. As like we're trying to yeah. another sort of a. Uh, Example of them trying to get away from being the animated or the based on the movies. Yeah. No, at this point, we're pretty far removed from that. uh, All of that that said, though, Mm -hmm. the and I liked this Mm -hmm. all of the time we spent at and it's Ace Chemicals now instead of Axis like in the movie. Yeah. But that was all very reminiscent of the Tim Burton film, I thought. Mm, yeah, definitely. Uh, falling in the vat and then the the sort of the like the gross runoff river outside mm-hmm. the, the, the factory where you, you 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 know stand up and put your hands in your hair and giggle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, where oh, everyone yeah. does that famous uh, that famous pose. You, mm-hmm. you take a selfie while you're going ha 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 ha. Yeah. We've all been it, there. It, it all like the set and the way the shots were set up. I bl- I thought were very deliberately reminiscent of the movie, and I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. That was one of the things I still like about that movie. Like, well, I, mean, I thought at, they did that pretty well. At that time, like, that was the Joker origin everybody knew. Oh, yeah. And I've had, like, I've gone back and forth on those movies. Like, mm. I I loved, we talked about this a minute ago. I loved them as a kid, and mm. then I completely hated them, and now I kind of like them again. Yeah, I, there's, I don't know. Th- there's stuff to like, and there's stuff to just, like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. yeah. They're certainly not bad. There's, well, in some ways they are. Some things about them are bad. For for instance, the Batmobile just sort of uh, having a machine gun in it. Yeah, not fr- not thrilled about that. Batman sure does mm. kill a lot of people in those movies. Yeah, he does. Just pushes guys off churches and uh-huh. uh, just whatever. Throws also, a grenade Vicky, at a guy. Vicky Vale, not great. Mm-hmm. Not, but not a big Vicky Vale fan. Which is unfortunate because I like Kim Basinger. And oh, yeah. I don't hate the idea of Batman actually having a love interest that mm-hmm. we spend a minute getting to know, like I was saying earlier, but... Uh, not that one. Mm-hmm. Mostly because she just screams the whole time. Yeah. No, I might have mentioned this before. I had a friend back in the day who edited uh, a version of that movie without her, and it was like 40 minutes long, and it was so much better. <laughs> I, look, there need to be more women in that movie, but mm-hmm. uh, not that one as well. Yeah, not you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, let's see. Uh, no. All right. Well, final episode, series mm-hmm. finale for some reason. Yeah, I guess. I mean, because they stopped making it, but mm-hmm. like it doesn't feel like a series finale. It just feels like a an episode they made. Yeah, uh, and not because a great we're doing one no, no, I ha- it had its moments, but yeah, not yeah. really. Uh, and because we're doing an odd number of them, we have decided to split the summary. So I will mm-hmm. take the first half, you take the second. So here we go. Okay, when we teased this one on our last episode, I said it involved the phantasm. I have no idea why I thought this. This episode has nothing to do with that character. This one's about a judge called The Judge. My name is Judge. (laughs) This terrifying figure in a silly powdered wig and giant clown hammer has taken it upon himself to murder guys like the Penguin and the Riddler, and I'm not sure what's supposed to be wrong with any of this. Neither does Councilman J. Carroll Corcoran, who's been working directly with the judge and presents presents himself to the media as the Jim Gordon to the judge's Batman. Not happy about this? Batman. But that guy's never happy about anything, so I'm not sure why that's relevant. After nearly murdering Killer Croc, again, not seeing a downside here, the judge, via Corcoran, declares that he's coming for that one guy next. You know the one. What do they call him in law school? Harvey the Wonder Hamster? (laughs) So Batman heads down to 2222 Street, between 2nd Avenue and 2nd Boulevard, and tries to warn the big bad dum-dum that trouble is afoot. Then the judge shows up on TV, preempting the Joker's latest televised threat, makes a bunch of puns about the law and justice, and then Harvey's entire building seals itself up and the room begins to fill up with... Toxic fog! Watch out, Batman and Batman's friend Two-Face. While Batman tries to figure out an escape, Two-Face kicks things that he doesn't like, like a chair in Batman's face. They both both escape, but Two-Face gets away because he's a jerk. 
Meanwhile, the judge calls Corcoran, whatever, Corcoran, Corcoran, threatening to kill Batman, which Corcoran is pretty sure is bad for his whole business. Then Batman shows up and Corcoran acts really smug, which is a pretty stupid thing to do when you've been taking bribes from various companies around Gotham in a city that now has rather a lot of vigilantes running around. But that's the least of Corcoran's worries since Two-Face and friends show up and kidnap him in the parking lot. They threaten Corcoran with a whole bunch <clears throat> They threaten Corcoran a whole bunch, and then Two-Face's goons take him to the biggest justice statue in town for a dramatic execution. At which point the judge shows up to murder everybody with his big fucking sword and small jangly keychain. Batman arrives and everyone fights while Corcoran attempts to bribe anyone that comes within six feet of him. Finally, Batman defeats the judge. Now let's see who he really is. <gasps> Old Man Two-Face. Yeah, so it turned out he had developed a third personality and a stupid new costume and a different voice actor, all to scare people away from his abandoned gold farm. Meanwhile, Corcoran gets arrested and Two-Face goes back to Arkham where the therapy that he's been receiving since his first appearance is clearly working. Well, in fairness, has Arkham made any person sane over the course of this entire series? Not one. I mean, we've seen the therapists turn into villains, so like... Yeah, exactly. Very it's recently, going the other but, way. Yeah, yeah, they're not, they're not doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Turns out locking up all your criminally insane people in one building and uh, in a spooky castle on, on the edge of town, which is uh, situated over the, uh, the water supply, maybe mm -hmm. not a good idea. Huh, who knew? Yeah, no, I, this is my bad thing. I, th that twist was so dumb. We've already done one of these two face uh -huh. stories where like, and I kind of liked it the first time where yeah, it's like, it was a clever oh, idea. Harvey's got, what do they call multiple personality disorder now? It's like oh, uh, God. Uh, displacement. Like I, I'm not being uh, uh, disrespectful here. I just, when I took psych, I knew it as multiple personality mm -hmm. disorder. I don't remember now, but uh, dissociative identity disorder. Dissociative identity disorder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because he has that, he could be doing things he's not aware of that that threaten him. That's a that's an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. But we did that already. Yeah, and much better. The judge sucks. I I wouldn't go that far. He's he's pretty. It's this is my good thing. There's a mm -hmm. good piece of like choral music where like not not choral like that guy on Walking Dead. Hey, choral. <laughs> not that not that choral. Like like a chorus of people singing. No, it just. I think that's why I thought Mask of the Phantasm, because it's got that, you know what I mean? The score. The, uh, is a, yeah, it's a little classier because, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, and he's got an excellent voice actor who is um, uh, Malachi Throne. Mm. Uh, this guy, uh, for those of you who know us from reviewing Star Trek, is a Star Trek all-star. He mm. played a Telosian in the very first episode, The Cage. Oh, uh, wow. He was Commodore Mendez in The Menagerie. He mm -hmm. was Senator Pardek uh, in Unification. Like, he's, he's fucking, like... Put the he's work great. In. He's he's got an amazing voice. Mm -hmm. Um and I don't know, I don't hate the idea of like a like a judge type character saying uh, instead of taking them off to jail like Batman does, he just tries to execute them. You know, that's fine. I mean, the idea of having like a murderous vigilante that Batman has to stop, like it's not a bad idea. It's definitely an idea I've seen a million times. Uh we've also done that <clears throat> one. We did we had that crazy like the the Arkham guard who uh who oh, turned into yeah, the Punisher. Uh, lockup. Right. Yeah. But, like, I, this is my bad thing. He's so boring. Like, he's just got mm -hmm. a big phantom blot costume with a dumb wig and a bunch of puns. Mm -hmm. Like, this show's usually got some style to it, man. Like, when they're creating new characters and when they're redesigning old ones. But, like, everything about him is fucking dull. Also, I fucking hate the reveal, too. I think it's dumb. <laughs> I see. I didn't think it was dull. I disagree with you there. I thought the design was pretty okay. It was, yeah, it wasn't that inspired. But it was all right. It was simple. But, uh, you know, again, it, part of it was the music and the voice. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how it like how it works in the actual like in, in the show. And it's like, did Two-Face just put a big blanket over his head and then put a wig on top of it? I mean, I guess so. Because <clears throat> like the, the way he looks, it doesn't quite look like a re like a real person. Like I was expecting the reveal to be that it was like a robot just because mm -hmm. of how weird it was shaped. Mm -hmm. And just the idea that, like, Two-Face is just like, I'll put this towel on, and then I'll be the judge. Yeah. Get I my big, I got a big hammer and a big sword. Mm -hmm. He's starting to sound like Beavis. <laughs> I'm going to get a big hammer. <laughs> Let me get some nachos. <laughs> That's a big sword. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the hammer is my penis. <laughs> Shut up, Two-Face. 
Shut up, big bad R. Fuck, now I really want to watch B- uh, uh, B- our, uh, Two-Face and Butthead watching music videos. <laughs> I just love the offspring. <laughs> Very good. And that chick from the last episode shows up to be Daria. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't, also I didn't see, like I said in my part of the summary, mm-hmm. what's the problem with murdering the penguin? Please do that. That sounds like a really good idea, honestly. Solved a lot of yeah. problems. The penguin's like, you can't trace those stolen gems to me. How did I know they were stolen? Because you're fencing them. <laughs> That's what the job of the fence is, <laughs> man, you dumbass. <laughs> You'll uh, never prove compl- it was me. My flippers are clean. Shut up, the penguin. I don't even hate that, and I know this is your good thing. I actually really like the penguin as a fence. No, me too. It's just his 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 argument for I'm not doing anything wrong was the stupid part. But mm-hmm. but him being the guy you bring your stolen stuff to, that's a good idea, actually. Well, yeah, and it's like like I it's also a really good way to get Batman villains hanging out together, which I also really love. No, and we've said before, like the penguin having the club is great. Mm-hmm. Like any any way you sort of make him part of the criminal hierarchy without making him a main supervillain that's out there doing the crimes mm-hmm. is better because he sucks at it. <laughs> but like as as sort of the administrator is sort of like I've got the hideout and I've got the hookup to get rid of your hot stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's pretty cool actually. Yeah. That's not a bad use of that guy. It's just I never bought him as being out there making the decisions and, and you know stealing the stuff himself. He was always so bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> I've retired from umbrella-based crime. Mm. You, you're still doing a lot of umbrella-based uh, hobnobbing in this club, though. I retired from umbrella-based crime. I haven't retired from umbrellas. Why would you? <laughs> Have you seen an umbrella? They're incredible. Do you want to fuck umbrellas or Me. birds? <laughs> I'm very complicated. I like to fuck lots of things. I Apparently so. Mm-hmm. I also used to have a whole hat thing, but then the Mad Hatter showed up and I had to retire. Now I just like one hat. Honestly, giving up one of my many affectations was probably a good idea. I'm still the only one who smokes. Oh, I'm exhausted from all of my affectations. I don't don't think any of the other uh, rogues, as Mm -hmm. they apparently are called, I don't think they smoke. So he's still got that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and it's legal in my my club. (laughs) No, you see, you can't prove the tobacco's illegal, therefore I can smoke wherever I want. Wait, what? I vape. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> they haven't proved proved it's bad for you yet. It's also 1999. There's no such thing yet. I invented it. Oh. Well, he probably did. He's, I, he's diabolical, that, that penguin. I wanted someone to make me a more electronic cigarette holder, and I accidentally <laughs> created vaping. Remember when they were called e-cigarettes? Mm-hmm. I was just fascinated. Like, could you do? Is the internet involved in some way? <laughs> I like, that's what I thought. Smoke. Like, how do you? How does it interact with the world? I yeah. <sighs> um. What else? Uh, let's. Oh, see. you you had a you had a secondary good thing as oh, well. I love Croc's Ninja Turtles lair that he chills in. There's a oh, shot we've of seen him, that before. Is there's a shot of him at home. Chilling mm-hmm. on a couch watching TV with a bunch of posters hanging up in the background. It absolutely mm-hmm. looks like a Ninja Turtles place that I had. Yeah, I think that's the same place he was uh, shacking up with uh, Baby Doll. That's entirely possible. But this, like, it's just one stationary shot. So they just ah. cram a bunch of shit in the background. Mm-hmm. And it just looks very much like, oh, I gotta get out of here before the Shredder shows up. They, um, they changed his voice actor and they, like, it was very noticeable to me mm-hmm. to the point where I thought it was... Batman disguised as Croc because it almost sounded like Kevin Conroy doing a killer. Croc oh voice. yeah, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It just it, it definitely wasn't the original guy, and it wasn't a good sound alike. So. I'm not Killer Croc. I'm um the lizard. I, I got here from Marvel game. Comics. <laughs> Cut off my arm. I'll grow another one. Whatever. Uh-huh. Ah. My best, Kurt Connors. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna sign this uh, <laughs> this picture to my plant wife. <laughs> To plant life. Love always, Kurt Connors, a.k.a. the Lizard from Marvel mm-hmm. Comics. <gasps> Your husband is the Lizard? Mm-hmm. Gasp. <laughs> uh, also, I don't know enough about this character to say for sure, but mm-hmm. is this judge not just Judge Dredd? No, Judge Dredd is... Uh, well, I mean, they're both judges who murder people, so yeah, there who, is like, that. 
are judging you for being a criminal mm-hmm. right on the spot and not taking you to jail or to court. Just yeah, just yeah. killing you. But I like Judge Dredd, so all right. And it's sort of satire-y. Yeah, like an over-the-top robo yeah. kind of way. Right. Also, better uh, costume. Oh, one one thing that uh, he had access to that I thought was good, it had nothing to do with his gimmick. It was mm-hmm. just a cool thing he had, were these magnetic bands. Oh, those were so cool. They clamp around your wrists and ankles like uh, like handcuffs, mm. but then they like magnets draw them together so you can't pull your wrists and ankles apart. Yeah. And so Batman's got to deal with that. And there's some very good animation of him sort of like sack race hopping along <laughs> while he's trying to uh, while he's trying to get the keys and, and Houdini himself out. It's mm-hmm. very good. But it really has nothing to do with being a judge. It was just like if you gave that to the, the Riddler or somebody, it would work, too. It doesn't yeah. really matter. I just get some clamps for you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go what? ahead. Say it. I know you want to. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, all right. If you're sure. Mm-hmm. I'm, what I was mostly surprised by was just like, where did Two-Face get these? Yeah. Well, like I get all the other justice related crap. Like that's not hard to get. Well, yeah, he was a lawyer and I like, mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't want to say I like that's strong, mm-hmm. but it was kind of interesting to, they discovered that the hammer he had mm-hmm. was a special like judicial prize awarded to, to certain lawyers. And there's only a handful of people who've gotten them. And one of them was Harvey Dent. Like that was, that was not a bad bit of sort of comic book detective. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the only person who could have this. It was just, I didn't understand anything else about it. I just, like, the thing I love is just imagining, like, Harvey at this prestigious, like, lawyer award mm-hmm. ceremony or whatever. Like, Harvey, for being the best lawyer, here's a giant clown hammer with your name written on it. Well, wow, it's, you know, thanks. It's a, it's a gavel. Mm-hmm. That's what they're called. I know, but, like, here, we got you a giant gavel. Mm-hmm. This will come in real handy if I ever decide to become a different type of evil person. If I ever go from Two-Face to Three-Face. Uh-huh. Um, Why I thought, can't I like, ever get back to One-Face? I thought the 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 first act, let's say, mm-hmm. where you didn't know who the judge was yet, and it was just like, like it had kind of an epic feel, like it almost felt like they were trying to do a season finale or a series finale, because it's like, oh, Someone's coming for the Penguin and the Riddler and Croc, like yeah. all the guys. And it felt like it was getting like kind of a bigger scope. And then they just kind of dropped that. Well, yeah, it just uh, I think the real problem with the episode is that it thinks it's a lot more clever than it is. Yeah. And it just it, like like I will admit I did not see the reveal coming, uh, but that's yeah. because it's not a good reveal. I didn't either, but I was watching it with Amanda, who did remember it mm. from last time. I don't think she saw it coming so much as remembered the last time we watched this together uh-huh. and said that. But, yeah. Like, I really, ha- like, one of the reasons I thought he was a robot was because, like, I'm watching it and I'm like, well, I mean, who could, like, it's got to be someone we've seen. That's how TV works. Yeah, if it's a mystery, then the reveal has to be meaningful in some yeah. way. So it's like, the only thing that makes sense to me is taking that thing off and there's a robot underneath. And no, it's Two-Face. Which makes less sense than it being a robot. I don't know. It would be too much of a deep pull and no one would remember it. But if they'd brought back uh, uh, Lockdown Mm. as like, I've sort of rethought my image and I'm doing the same thing, but I'm doing it this way now. Like that might have worked. Yeah, I could kind of see. They would still need to do some kind of setup for like. No, I'm I'm trying to think of like ways you could make this. Oh, okay. And this is just off the top of my head. Mm. You'd have to work this out. You take one of Batman's guys mm-hmm. and in Arkham and uh, the therapy like to to rehabilitate them gets sort of twisted. So they think like you have to you have to follow the law. The law is the mm-hmm. most important thing. And you sort of make them crazy in a new way. Yeah, I could kind of see that. Like that's a that could be an interesting way mm-hmm. to like, oh, we thought we were fixing him. Turns out we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, here no, in Arkham, which, uh, which we already mentioned. We're real bad at this. It turns out. <laughs> What? I thought I thought subliminally implanting the idea of the law above everything else mm-hmm. would, would make him better. Turns out it made him worse. Oh, man. I'm the worst therapist in this building. And that's saying Ooh. something, because sometimes, uh, sometimes the scarecrow is here. <laughs> or, ooh, oh, yeah, one time the scarecrow just escaped and left some hay, and people <laughs> said, yep, that's the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. <sighs> or, I know, you take off the robe, you take off the mask, and it's... Uh, Batman's partner that he thought murdered, but but Superboy punched reality, and now he's back. 
Uh-huh. Is that not the stupidest thing you've ever heard of in your entire goddamn life? That is life? the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my entire goddamn life. I'm not saying good stories couldn't then subsequently be told with this mm-hmm. character. But the it's a, initial... You know. It's a stupid way to bring him back to life. Yeah. Unlike the way they brought back Bucky, which is they put some real thought into mm-hmm. it and spent a couple of years, like, doing it. Mm-hmm. No, somebody just punched reality. What if someone punched reality? Okay, well, first of all, what the fuck does that mean? Also, what if that someone was Superboy, you know... The, the wholesome child version of Superman. Not even the wholesome child version of Superman. The Superboy from an alternate reality that's actually the real world where he was the only superhero that was ever ah, that ever yeah. appeared. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. No, we're getting into a real a real shit show with Superboy Prime. Uh-huh. I bet he didn't even have the Matrix of Leadership and he called himself Prime. How dare he? Uh-huh. We can't make oh, too I many liked... jokes because that's all I know about Transformers. It's okay. I hate Optimus Prime. Good. Um, oh, I liked that the Penguins uh, hench ladies were called Raven and Lark. Yep, very nice, good. Nice little detail. Uh, but that's about all I have. Yeah. Um... This was a, this was a real dud to go out on. I mentioned this in my summary. There's a bit where uh, where uh, when Batman shows up to save Two Face, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is, but they keep making him dramatically kick shit over, and it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> That like, kind of thing does usually get you. Like, it's like, we gotta, Batman's like, we gotta find some way out of here, Harvey. I bet you have a secret way. And Harvey's like, yeah, check this out. And he just batters a fucking chair out of the way. And then when mm-hmm. he's trying to escape because uh, the judge has, like, cemented over his escape. Like, right. Batman's on the ground, and as he's running out, Two-Face just kicks him in the face. <laughs> By the way, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh Anyway, that's yeah, everything I, just, I have. Oh, all right. Yeah, it was it was a real dud to go out on. I mm-hmm. thought. Just like uh, this is this is it, huh? I mean, I know they weren't really planning a finale as such. Mm-hmm. But maybe I don't know. Do a crossover with Justice League or something like yeah. something. I guess Justice League didn't exist. They could have done like, Superman though. What? Yeah, something that they're going on to do to say, oh yeah, you think Batman's going away, but he'll still live on in this other thing. Now, but. this goes into they go into Batman Beyond after this, right? Like I'm still I'm not sure of the timeline. I, I'm not I think Batman Beyond was already happening. Okay. I'm not clear. I, I'm I just, don't know. I wonder how much time they like how much they knew that they had like the show was ending, you know? It's real easy for us to look this up and also we're very lazy so mm-hmm. we're not going to. It doesn't really matter. Like it really feels like, well, we'll we, you know, we're coming back next next year, so and then they don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they kept making stuff for quite some time. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, my quote is, Mm. uh, I kind of like this. This is actually similar to what you had mentioned earlier, where someone makes a bad joke and then someone else kind of calls it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is is, uh, near the beginning. There's there's these two uh, dudes, and one of them makes the same joke every time, and the other (laughs) one uh, says this, which made me laugh. Another day, another toll pickup. I wish I had a nickel for every car that's been through these gates. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard you say that. That's all. Got to be real irritated on a friend like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, must be terrible. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I can't believe you didn't say gas. <laughs> gave it to you. I mm-hmm. gave it right to you. On a silver platter. I know. It was the exact halfway point of the episode where some gas starts leaking, and it's like, oh, this is this is like a beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. And then you just whizzed it down your leg. I don't care for your gift. Okay. Just kicked it like Two-Face. <laughs> Kick it. Kick it. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for Batman the Animated Series yeah. slash the new Batman Adventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not remember the new Batman Adventures being quite so uneven because so many of my favorite episodes are in here. I forgot there were a lot of duds. Yeah, there really kind of were. Like, I think their hit to miss ratio was much lower than the, the main series proper, mm-hmm. which is disappointing. Yeah. But, but as I mentioned, we are now moving on to Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we'll be doing, what is it, Sub-Zero, uh, Mystery of the Batwomen, and then there's a Harley Quinn movie from a couple of years ago. Yep. So, still got some good Batman stuff, mm-hmm. and then After that, Superman. we got Superman, which, yes. ooh. I'm very excited mm-hmm. for. Like, uh, that, that character has not been served as well as he might in modern media, and this is, I think, the last true great representation of Superman on, on the screen. Yeah, so. you might be right. Getting getting excited to uh, to do that in a few mm-hmm. weeks, but next week we'll be doing Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, our friend Fred Stressing will be joining us for that. Excellent. So that'll be fun. Love that dude. Um, 
And we'll be doing a mail show soon, so if you want to write to us, it mm-hmm. is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear from you. Uh, and that's all for this time. Yeah. See ya, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.